Welcome to episode 12 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and David Van Bloglin. And tonight we'll be previewing UFC Fight Night. Dillashaw versus Cruz. We got ourselves a, a Bantamweight title shot for Dominic Cruz. Uh, in MMA news, we'll also possibly have an opponent for CM Punk. Yes. Uh, we got a big fight announcement that the UFC made this week. And uh, one that just broke a few little bit ago before we started recording and a UFC veteran got released. Welcome to episode 12. David, how you feeling today, man? I'm alright. I'm, uh, I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to this show because I'm looking forward to the news uh, on top of a fantastic free fight night yeah. card um, that I, I looked at top to bottom I thought this could... I mean, this championship match and the guys that are on this, they could sell this as a as a pay-per-view. If, you know, maybe a couple, add a couple other higher names to it, maybe one or two yeah. more high-profile fights. Especially with the, um, the 135ers, they seem to not. I mean, that's kind of the trend with TJ. They seem to put him on TV because his title defenses don't sell pay-per-views. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the, the early prelims have a lot of cats that have never fought before, so... Um, if they had you know a couple couple more high profile fights, this would be a pay per view. Yeah, it's a good it's a great card. My biggest complaint is it, why in the hell anybody anybody from the UFC, please explain to me why this card is on a Sunday night. <laughs> I don't get it. Why not only is it on a Sunday night, but the main event doesn't even the main card doesn't even start till ten o'clock. Yeah, on a Sunday. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Um, you're, you're putting where, in, and it's in Boston too. It's not like it's in Seoul, right. or Australia, or somewhere. You know, that's different time zones, and they had to kind of do it that way. They're in Boston. They're on the East Coast in the United States. I know they want to pick up that playoff crowd after you know because the Patriots are playing and yeah, the Pats and the Chiefs. I, be in I get that whole thing, but come on, ten o'clock on a freaking Sunday. So as a first shift worker, I have to make the decision of either a. Not watching the card, which yeah. we both know isn't going to happen. <laughs> exactly. B, burning vacation time. Yeah. Because I'm going to go in late because I'm going to stay up and watch the card. Or C, staying up till one in the morning and then trying to get up at five thirty. Yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of people in that position. Yeah. Why right are you now, putting us in that position? Know. If you're going to put a Sunday night card, give me a main event. That's a main, the main card, not even the main event. Give me the main card starting at 8 o'clock. That's fine. You know, kick it back a couple hours. Do and, like what uh, you do on Fox. Why on a, you know? I don't get it. And I don't I don't understand. Uh, and it probably has to do with the playoffs and football. And whatnot, I'm sure, but, but it's just dumb. I, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's smart. And I think they're going to lose a lot of viewers because of just the timing. The timing. You know. So uh, many people got jobs. You know. The East Coast is, is going to tune out because so many guys are going to die. And it's an I'll East DVR Coast it. fight. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to DVR it because I want to watch the damn fights. Sam, same with you. There's I a lot like of there's a lot of the main card I want to see, so I've I've, I've got to burn personal personal time. Actually, I don't even get to burn vacation time because I got rejected. You know the problem with DVR and uh, for me is that you know uh, I'll record it. You know if I have to do something or if I fall asleep or have to be somewhere in the morning or something. If I DVR it and then the next morning I get up to check my news, just even local news right, or whatever before, on Facebook, yeah. on Twitter, yeah. whatever. Every time, never fails. The very first thing that pops up is the results yep. of that. And so, if I don't watch it as it unfolds, and I have to wait until the next day or so, and then later on in the day before I finally have time to do it, I have to stay completely off of social media, which means I can't be posting to the, the Irish Jones Facebook page. I can't be sharing stuff out to you guys. Yep. We're going to be behind on everything. 
And it's all because that these guys can't make a proper schedule from time to time. See, and generally, they're always good about it. Yeah. This one just happens to be a slip-up. And I don't even have, like, I don't even have the problem having to stay on social media. My phone will just tell me because I have the ESPN app. Oh, and yeah. so I get an update every time an MMA fight <laughs> Whether ends. Whether you want it or not. Exactly. So <laughs> trying to avoid that mm. is impossible. I could go to bed, wake up in, in the middle of the night, just try to check and see what time it is. And then, there bam, <laughs> scroll through my whole phone. So, yeah, I have to watch the fights. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to get ruined for me. Yeah. Well, you're not going to have much sleep uh, no. next Sunday slash Monday, dude. You're just going to, especially what if, you know, what happens if, the, you know, the main card starts at 10, there's four fights in the main card. And they're all decisions. Exactly. They could very well be all decisions, well, you know. I don't, I don't see Mitrione and... and this yeah. Brown going to a decision. Definitely touch on that one. I don't see mm-hmm. it going that far either, but if it does. There's a possibility that you could be 25, 15, 15, 15 plus commercials. Plus all their stupid freaking video packages too. Yes. Because you know we're gonna get the the 25 minute video package in between the main and co-main event where it's gonna be showing all of Dominic Cruz's smack talk. Which let's face it, he he's. Way better at talking smack than, than TJ is. Well, he is. He's also paid. He's yeah, also he's a, a commentator. Paid commentator so, right. You know, but he's everyone, paid to talk. Everyone keeps making a big deal about he's gotten the better of him in the smack talk. TJ, when have you ever really seen TJ talk smack? He's not a talker. No. He's not. He, he backs it up in the cage. Yeah, he's a fighter. Uh, the fact that uh, this has anything that has to do with the fight. To be thought of, if anyone's going to make a judgment on what's going to happen in the cage by the way their interview skills are, yeah, there's only one guy out there right now that has such strong interviews that they actually get into the person's head it's and Connor really screw them up, and that's Connor. Yeah, Dominic may be able to talk better than Dillashaw, but he's not Connor. He's no. not getting into to Dillashaw's head. No. He's not ruining his gameplay. He's not making him second guess himself. All he's, he's doing is pissing, pissing him off. Yeah, he's pissing. The you know, off. that's all he's doing is, is riling him up a little bit more because he's trying to be the analytical Dominic and say, "I'm going to technically do this and this and this." And TJ sat there in the city there going, "I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. Let's Can we be cage. done with this? Let's go get you know, in the cage. Right I don't want to be here." Um, that's that's ridiculous, you know. Um, I hope nobody looks at that and thinks, "Oh, well, Dominic talked better than him, so that means he's better than him." Yeah. If you do, I'm you, sorry for your exactly. Your... You need to reevaluate while you're watching the sport. <laughs> well, we already opened the can, so let's okay. uh, let's get right into the main event, man. Okay. The champion T.J. Dillashaw defending his bantamweight title against the number one contender Dominic Cruz. Dave, how do you see this fight going down, man? Well. It's one thing that we have to remember about Dominic Cruz is that since 2011, he's had one fight uh, against uh, uh, Mitsugaki. Mitsugaki, thank you. And that was over that a was year and some change ago. September of 14. Yeah. Um, so and TJ's fought twice since yeah, then, or um, at least once since then. And he's fought, he's been fighting wars in yeah. there. Hennem Burrows and, you know... Uh, he and had Joe Soto. Well, I mean, but he went for with Soto. Yeah, the Soto was fine. You know, he's, he, he gave him a nice fight. But yeah, I mean, a short term, short minute replacement the night before the fight. And anybody, I don't care who they are, if, if they come in, even if they're an unknown, especially if they're an unknown, if you come in and you have a short a fight within two weeks against somebody, that's always more dangerous. Yeah, uh, always more let dangerous. Alone, let alone know. twenty-four and a half hours. Yeah. And so uh, you know that was that was good on TJ for taking that. A lot of champions. I would say a few champions I know out there that just said, eh, yep. cancel it. You know, I'm yeah. a champion. I'm not going to pander to that. TJ took the fight, so it's another good on him. 
Dominic Cruz is very slippery. Dominic Cruz is, is very, his tremendous head movement. Dominic yeah, oh, Cruz yeah. is uh, a very hard man to hit, hold, take down, whatever. One of the most elusive fighters in, the, in, in MMA. Absolutely. But, lingering knee issues, constant injuries, ring rust, and the fact that Dillashaw is more explosive, younger, I think stronger, Hungrier. I think faster, I think more aggressive. So many attributes in Dillashaw's favor. I don't think Dominic is going to have a good night. I, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning with TJ as well. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, Dominic absolutely is the innovator of that defensive style, the foot movement, all that stuff that, that TJ sure. does very well. Dominic does better, I think, as a defensive fighter, but. I don't think his defense is going to outlast TJ's offense. I agree. And I think I think one of the biggest things that TJ has in his corner is Bang Ludwig. Dwayne Ludwig is outside of maybe maybe Greg Jackson from, from accounts that I've heard from tons of MMA people is outside of Greg Jackson is probably the second most obsessed person with the sport. Okay. So like as far as strategy and things like that, he's a fucking genius. Excellent. I, I heard a story Joe Rogan was talking about uh, the first time that he that TJ was getting ready to fight Hennon Brown. They, Joe was going to lunch or something with some friends before the event, saw Dwayne, they invited him over, and they're talking about, and he said all Dwayne did the entire time was just talk about the holes that Brown had in this game and what TJ was going to do and how they were going to beat him. Just... Obsessed as a man, like that is obsessed, they're, they're just talking about the weather. And Dwayne's like, you know, he, yeah, but when he throws, <laughs> it, when he throws his punches, his head's right here. So when TJ's gonna move to the right, and then he's gonna counter back with the left, it just like Rain Man, dude. it's like okay, but it's still warm outside, dude. exactly, <laughs> exactly. No matter what conversation Joe mm-hmm. tried to lead it towards, it, it went right back to this fight. And that's Dwayne twenty four seven. That's a great, great person to be. I mean, he comes from ahead of you. the Jackson camp. I mean, yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne was a Jackson guy at own points, you know, and and, and with he trained Cowboy for a while. Mm-hmm. They actually called Cowboy a little little bang for a long time. They reminded him a lot of, of the way that Dwayne fought. Okay, but you know, so so he already has that mindset from being around Greg for so long, and he's proven. To become one of the great minds in MMA. I mean, look Eats, what he did. With sleeps, Alvin drinks Brown. the yeah. sport. You know, there's 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 MMA, and then there's everything the else family. in the background, and that's about it. Yeah, there you go. That's about it for him. So I think that factor, he's going to come up with the best game plan to beat Dominic. TJ trained for years with the one guy who was the only person to beat Dominic. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, you know, Dominic came back and he's beaten favored. Once I think they were supposed to. They fight. were supposed to be twice, but they twice. Once. Yeah, but they've never they've never gotten back in the cage. They're one and one. So, but I just I think it's too many factors. I think TJ knows what to do in there against Dominic. I think TJ has too many of the X factors in his favor. Um, the only thing that I mean, Dominic's a tough guy. I can't, Absolutely you know, a tough I, guy. I'm not just. I don't want to sound like uh, TJ's going to walk in, walk all over him, have an easy night at the office, cash a paycheck, and go home. He's not. He's got a hell of a fight on his hands that he could easily lose 
in the blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dominic's a great counter puncher. TJ gets too aggressive, and bam, lights are going to go out. Dominic's great at at pinpointing just tiny, tiny mistakes. Uh, an overswing, uh, you know, a little bit of distance. He's he's perfect. He's a he's a professor. He's a magician at locating those tiny holes in in the mistakes that are made on the fly. So DJ is going to have to fight it real tight, real close to the chest, and not try to go too wild. But at the same time, he can't be docile in there. He's got to be TJ, right? You know, he had that's what brought him to the dance. The, you know, I think the aspect that most intrigues me about this fight is going to be on the ground. Yeah, Who, whether Dominic can take TJ down. Oof. TJ's got, I mean, he's, he's got great takedown defense. I've never taken down before. No, and he was, I mean, he was a great wrestler in college. Dominic's got great takedowns. Yeah. So. If it stands and they go toe-to-toe, I give Dillashaw a much bigger advantage. Okay. If it goes to the ground, uh, you know what? He's a great wrestler. He's, he's good on the ground. But I've never seen him work from the ground because he's never been taken down. Right. It's still kind of a mystery to me. I know he's a great wrestler. I know he's got great skills there. But I haven't seen him in action. I don't I, I don't think the ground is something I worry for TJ. I mean, he spent years with some of the best wrestlers absolutely locked in a room just beating the crap out of each yeah. other and Uriah always said coming up that TJ was the guy TJ was the one that was going to be the guy they brought the championship back to Alpha Male definitely and yeah. definitely went out and proved it I think he's got the skill sets to beat Dominic I think it's just been too much time off too many injuries I mean he looked great in there against Mitsugagi but Mitsugagi's not Dillashaw exactly I don't think I think the run that Dominic was on before he got hurt. I mean, his last win before Mitsugagi was in 2011 against yeah. against Demetrius. Yeah. You know, I don't think he would have survived Henan Burrell. I think Henan Burrell would have would have knocked him unconscious. Absolutely agree, without a doubt. You know, I, I looking back now of all the fights that I've predicted before, even before the show, just uh, trying to do my own. It's like, man, I think right. he's going to win or whatever. Um, the one fight that I feel that I didn't give enough credit where it was due was Dillashaw Burrell. Yeah, I saw one Burrell. of my prouder fights. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> it really should be because it was it was the right time for Dillashaw. I should have seen it a mile away. It was it was the right time for him. It was the right coach. It was it was the right place. And I not only I don't feel bad because I just I picked the wrong person to win. Face the Hannibal was a hell of a fighter. Oh God, yeah. But the manner in which I just blew off Dillashaw as having no chance makes me made me better at doing this because uh, I didn't just rely solely on on looking at the names, thinking of what I've seen in the past, and going forward. I had to actually analyze it a little bit more right. on how they did it, who they did it against, what that style was, because I, I just I blew off Dillashaw entirely. As as though he were non-existent, as, he, as though he were a day one rookie that was coming in trying to fight off the greatest, you know, the greatest fighter of all time. That's how I looked at it. I said, "Yeah, Dillashaw ain't got shit. Burrell's gonna keep going on, no problem." And he whipped his ass. And the next time around, I said, "You know what? Dillashaw's great, but Burrell wants that belt. I've picked him twice, right? And it really changed my entire." Method of choosing winners for fights. Okay, uh, having those two, it, it, it did a lot of good. 
having my ass kicked and handed to me, picking, you know, <laughs> the way that I was picking, just going going loosely off of my opinion of how I liked the guy instead of the facts right. that were presented. It was a great time for me to, to learn about this before uh, coming out of doing this, until T.J. Dillashaw was the guy that did that for me. At, at any rate, to, to see the way he's put together his wins, how he's put them together, who he's fought against, and who he's defeated, and how he's done it, I think he continues on to be the champion over Dominic Cruz. Right. And I don't know if Dominic Cruz keeps fighting anymore. You know, I know he wants to, but he's, man, he's he's got a great cush job talking. Um, he doesn't have to get in there and, and he doesn't have to pay for training. He doesn't have to pay for anything else. He can just keep talking, making a lot of money, talking about fights and still being around the sport. I'm not saying retirement, but I'm saying I don't know if, after this happens, if Dominic continues to do this on a full-time basis. I think there, there's one other fight that needs to happen. The problem is is that it's against Uriah Faber. It's a Faber fight, yeah. But the thing is, is that if Dillashaw beats Faber, you already had... Or Dillashaw beats Dominic, you already had that Faber-Dillashaw thing lined up. And that's, that sells itself. That's more important. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, but I still want to see the, them round out that trilogy because those two dislike each other very much. And I like seeing trilogies. I like seeing the rubber match yeah. of anybody you know that's that's put on good shows and here's, and it's one in one. Here's something to think about that I I don't think has been discussed at all in the case of Dominic, and it's something I just thought about. Nobody is talking about the amount of time that Dominic spends doing things for the UFC as far as commentating. Yeah doing UFC Tonight, yep. going and co-doing main events with Joe. All the media. Yeah, all the media things that everyone bitched about Ronda doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she wasn't, you know, she was doing all kinds of media outlets, and he's yeah. not going on Leno oh, and Conan no. and stuff. But He's not making movies. He's spending a lot of time doing UFC Tonight, doing going to the fights and calling the fight. You know, other guys yeah. do it too. Daniel's doing it. But Daniel's not doing it in the middle of a training camp. No, he's not. Um and that's another thing too. Is too much media uh, takes away from from training. It takes away yeah. from focus. I mean, all those uh, times that he's flying to Vegas or flying to wherever, yeah. you know, to, to, to do stuff for the UFC. But TJ's at home. TJ might be out in Vegas for a fight, but then he's back to Colorado training. The very next day, yeah, yeah. And that's you know, you can drive that in, in the night, you know, yeah. So, and, you know, they, that that flight from Vegas to Colorado is a couple hours past. Right, and that's something that nobody else is talking about right now right. with Dominic. And it just kind of struck me, and that's... That's, that's an angle. How much of a factor is yeah. that going to play in? People are going to... You know, since since we talked about this with the Ronda deal, it's been the first time that, you know... And, you know, I brought that up then, that media and outside stuff is going to kill fighters... You'd make a hell of a point here because anything that takes away from being on the mat and rolling and, and pads and conditioning and, and and being with your coaches and, and talking about it and looking at film and, and everything that goes around being a champion, the more you're not doing it, the more he is. Yeah. And that's a good point. That's a hell of a good point. Um, I, just I don't care if it's interesting. two weeks worth. That's two weeks more than... than that, that Dillashaw had that you didn't. Exactly. And you can get a lot done in two weeks. Especially when you got a guy like Dwayne Ludwig in your corner. Oh my gosh. That's like two weeks to him is four. Yeah. 
That's that's two weeks for him to sit and analyze more tape of your fights. Yeah. And find more holes in your game. That's that's less flying. That's less jet lag. That's less airplane. Food. I mean, just less crap. Yep. And it's more focus. And we're going to find, since Ronda happened, since we pointed it out on the show, we're going to find a lot more of this, these bigger-than-life, bigger-than-the-sport guys who are transcending MMA and becoming uh, stars, uh, celebrities, instead of fighters. We're going to find that that's going to, more and more it's going to hurt them, and eventually UFC's going to have to shut it down. Yeah. And, you know, limit the outside appearances or cut them off entirely and get them back to focusing on what they do. Exactly. Because this, uh, they never had those kind of things Back in the day when this first started off, there was no celebrity status. You know, they weren't going on Letterman. They weren't making Roadhouse 2. Tito. You know. Tito was about... They were like the first era. It was, it was Liddell, Tito, Couture. Well, I think, and and I think out of the three, Tito was the biggest name at the time. He was. not the biggest in fighting, but the biggest outside the of. Yes, yes, He was. Yes. He definitely was, without question. And Chuck He brought those two along. Yeah, Chuck really. transcended. I don't think... Randy never really got to that. Celebrity superstar status. Not until he retired. When no. he started acting, it was yeah. expendable and started doing but even, stuff. But even that, like if you lined up pictures of those three guys, I would say 75 to 80 can at least identify Chuck or Tito. They might look at I would definitely go, say Tito. Who is that? Right. Um, Tito for sure. You know, it's outside celebrity and then who he, who he married. Right. And, and you all know, that. All, and all the other fiasco that went down with that. Tito Ortiz. By far, uh, of that that three headed dragon that that brought in the boom, uh, Tito number one by yeah. far. He brought those guys along really, not in the fight game, in the celebrity game. Yeah, yeah, he not brought the fight them, game. No, 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 no. They were already there. But once it came to the outside stuff and getting outside money and endorsements from other stuff, and then being on the news and being on ESPN and being on wherever else, Tito r- really they owe a lot of money to Tito because yeah. he brought them a lot of cash. Yeah, Super Tito and Dana Hager. <laughs> So we're both we're I'm, both leading with Dillashaw in this fight, and still for me, yeah, I'm, I'm you with know. you, one hundred percent. And uh, I actually was really looking forward to it. I don't have, I mean, I don't have favorite fighters anymore after starting to do this. I just kind of have like favorite fights I want to see. Yeah, and so I, uh, I can understand that. You know, if I'm going to pick a favorite fighter right now, I guess you know I, I might lean towards like Joanna or yeah, Connor so or Ioana something like that. I love watching her fight so much. You know, but I love TJ. He's he's always exciting. Exactly was my point was that I, I don't really have him, but I really love watching him fight. Yep. You know, I agree. So it doesn't matter who it is, and you know what? We could see a new champion. I don't think it'll happen. I think TJ retains. I, I think TJ retains. Yep. I don't. I I I don't think it's not a, like a slam dunk. TJ's going to just walk oh, no. away with this at all. Oh, no. You're Dominic, right. Dominic's dangerous guy. Absolutely. But I think TJ finds a way. I, I think I was saying fourth or fifth round KO, TKO, whatever. It's not going to, you know, I don't, and good thing you brought that up. I don't think it's going to be early. No. And I don't think it's going to be quick. Um, they may even go all five. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a very distinct possibility that this one's going to go all five. And I think that leads towards TJ as well because when was the last time Dominic went five rounds? <sighs> Last time he went one. Uh, yeah, knocked out Mitsugagi in one. Exactly. A year and change ago. That COVID event's going to be a fun one, too, man. Uh, I am really looking forward I, to this I, fight. An know. important fight in the lightweight division. Uh, number one ranked Anthony Pettis 
former champion taking on Eddie Alvarez. This is Pettis' first fight since RDA kicked his ass. Yep, it is. It is. Um, did he get injured? He did. Because I didn't read anything about injury. I thought maybe not. Maybe I looked and looked and looked. The sideline. I thought there was a knee or something. Okay. There might have been. I looked and looked. I might have been searching with improper terms or whatever, but I did not find any injury that happened after the RDA fight. Uh, up until Maybe now. it was leading up to the fight and he had to have Could've surgery, had. but I thought he had to have surgery. Could have been. Point. But either way, uh, you know, we're here now. Yeah, first and fight in a while, and, it, and he needs to. Pettis needs to do something, man, because after the, the, the pounding that RDA put on him. It was and, bad. And how deep and dangerous this lightweight division is. I think he needs to try to move down. You think he uh, needs to go down to 45? I, I think so, because... Um, I don't know if Anthony can make that drop. I don't know either. That's the thing. Is, is He's a big kid. And he's, you know, um, I didn't even move up. I just don't know. I don't know where he he lives, how he lives in this division anymore. Because uh, um, in this fight alone, I, I think I think Eddie throws him around. I think Eddie's wrestling uh, completely dominant. I don't want to say completely dominates because, you know, anytime... Anthony Pettis is in the cage. There's going to be a lot of explosion, and there's going to be, you know, there's going to be unique strikes, and there's going to be legs flying from everywhere, and, um, unorthodox style. But Eddie's a hell of a wrestler. He is, you know, and he is. He's gonna if he as soon as he grounds Pettis, all that flipping and flying around stuff is gone, and that's really what I see happening here. I don't see Pettis having a good night. And I think Eddie moves up by beating the number one ranked guy uh, this weekend. Eddie's is due. Um, I don't want to say he's overlooked because he's not. A lot of people know and a lot of people um, understand just where he is. Maybe he's not as flashy or maybe he's not uh, the media darling as the Wheaties box boy is. Um, but he is just a, a class A all-around wrestler, good striker, finisher. I mean, he's knocked out, you know, we talk about his wrestling, but he has 62% knockout rate. So, I mean, he's got power and he's got technique in the hands, but as soon as he puts you to the ground, you're done. Yeah. You're done. And he just hasn't, he hasn't done anything in the UFC really That's another at thing, all. too. He's, um, I mean, he had a lot of, you know, good fights, and wasn't it with Gil and Strikeforce? Yeah. I think that's where he really made his name. Yeah, him and Gil battled for that lightweight title in Strike Force. Uh, Dream and Dynamite. Whatever that is. He didn't. But, it, I mean, he, he lost to, to Cowboy and he beat Gil. Yeah. Uh, last year. And Gil hasn't done anything since he really came over either. So Pettis, Pettis was supposed to fight Miles Jerry. Okay. Back, he got injured back in May, um, but yeah, he had a pull. And then Barboza stepped in to fight. Uh, it was actually the Chicago. I think it was the Chicago. It was a Chicago card that TJ defended the title against Brow. Okay. Second time. Yep. So over the summer, but yeah, he had a pull out in May, and then uh, it was. It doesn't say. I can't remember. I think it was his knee though. Okay. Excellent. But yeah, he's had a, he's had a few injury problems. Pettis asked, because he was actually mocking the article I was reading when I found out. It was, 
they were joking about how he was mocking Khabib for Khabib getting injured again uh, over the last time before the Tony one. And then he got hurt <laughs> like a week later. Uh, karma comes to collect. Yes, sir. What do you think about these two here? Shoulder. Shoulder surgery. Shoulder. Tom, Tom, okay. Tommy John surgery had in May. That's usually an elbow. Or elbow. Sorry. Yeah, not shoulder. Tommy John's is, is elbow. I think Pettis wins this fight. Okay. I, I think he knows he has to get himself back on track. Why does he ever? Uh, I just don't think Eddie has anything for his striking. He has to take him. He's got to get him off his feet. He's got to out-wrestle him. He's got good, like I said, he's got good knockout stats, but if he tries to stand and and go toe-to-toe striking with, with someone like Anthony Pettis, he's going to he's gonna eat leather yep. and suck canvas, yeah, and he's, he's going to be asleep before he knows it. He's got to make this fight boring to what... To make the crowd start chanting boring the way he fights. He's got to take him down. He's got to wrestle him. He's got to grind him. He's got to hold him down. He's got to control him. He's got to do everything he can to stop his hands and his feet and his elbows and his knees from flying. Because if that happens, and he's done. I think he can do it. I, uh, I, I think he can do it. Um, you think Eddie? Yeah, I think Eddie can do it if if he sticks to that. Well, you know... This you, is a long shot for me. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's not a it's not an un... Just no, pick. I don't. I mean, he's, I don't. he is number four ranked. He, he's a tough wrestler. I think the other factor is, is you got to think about who Anthony Pettis' wrestling coach is. Mm-hmm. One of the best in the world. Ben Askren, who, you know, the UFC. Yeah, over at Rufus. Sorry. Yeah. He's over at Rufus with a lot of, boy. Tyron. Ben might be the best wrestler. I mean, he's, he's the best wrestler not in the UFC. Yoel Romero is probably the most decorated wrestler um, in MMA as far as world championships and Olympics. Or, I mean, Cejudo. only won one gold. He's a gold medalist. Yeah. I don't think Yoel ever won gold. He might have, though. But Yoel... I mean, he like, like Pan Am games. He's got yeah, he's you know, got the he's, distinction he's got of being more. the first one to beat Kale Sanderson, yeah. who was arguably the greatest American wrestler ever. Right. Uh Ben I mean Ben Ben's no slouch. I mean the kid was a four time national champion and, and an Olympic wrestler as well. Yeah, that's why I call him the best wrestler not in the I UFC. think I think yeah, I yeah. I, I think I think outside of, of UL and, and maybe Henry. But yeah. Absolutely, the top top three, and that's who you know you're you're going you're training with and over at Rufus with uh, with that guy. That's that's it, he would have if anyone's gonna have a game plan to beat a wrestler like Alvarez. It's good. I would trust you know I would trust that Askren has it, and I could exactly. man. This is I'm ta- I don't know why I'm taking this pick just because I think the styles clash and. I tend to pander more to the wrestler than I do the strikers because I I do, um, and I, I really like his style. I like I like what he's done. I like what I've seen against Gill, and listen, Gill really hasn't had a good fight since Diego. And no, uh, I mean look at the uh, fight with Pettis. He yeah, got, he got whooped. He got beat on pretty high. He hasn't he hasn't done much, but um, he's still a dangerous guy to be in there with. And I really like Eddie. It's just something about the guy. There's, there's no nonsense, you know. Uh, he's got to get to the game plan. Oh, that's right. Eddie was locked in Bellator. That's who had him. Gil, it was Gil and Thompson that had the wars in Strikeforce. 
Yes, Eddie, okay. Eddie was locked up by Bellator, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I really like him. I and think that's why his record doesn't show any other fights besides Dream, because they won't acknowledge Bellator. They won't acknowledge Bellator. Yeah, we're not going to acknowledge competition. Yeah. And why would they do that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Except, except for the former competition that they bought up. All of them. Yeah, everyone. I, I don't think I don't think picking Alvarez is a bad choice. I don't know what Pettis is going to show up. I mean, it's a long time That's off. Another, another he's reason. still he's yeah. still suffering from the beating that he took from RDA. There was he had nothing for Dos Anjos, and I realize Dos Anjos is a far more dangerous monster than Eddie Alvarez. Um, but he had nothing, nothing, absolutely anything that he tried. I mean, he was full force swinging, and RDA was going. <laughs> And just, you know, just shoving it off yeah. and going straight for it and cleaning his clock. It, it makes me nervous, but I'm going to pick Anthony. Okay. I think he knows he needs to get on track. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be interested. I'm very interested to see how the, this fight shakes out and what it's going to do with the rest of the lightweight division. Because there's, God, right. it's so deep down there. And there's... And now you added a new shark to the water. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hit those news stories after this uh, after this card breakdown, and and we're gonna again yeah. shake up that that one fifty five division with some more announcements coming up soon. Yeah, because um, that uh, that whole thing. We need time for that to talk about. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so we're we're split on this one. Yes. You're taking Alvarez. I'm, I'm, take I'm taking Showtime. It's gonna be Either exciting. Fight. I'm, I'm really yeah. it's a good co-main event. This one right here is going to either be the sleeper of the night or it's going to just be fireworks for a round. You got the heavyweights, man. I always love watching heavyweight fights yes. because, especially when it's two exciting heavyweights. Absolutely. And we got Travis Hucker Brown taking on Meat, Matt Mitriano, Meathead. A lot of people ought to sleep on Matt, man. And I love the kid. I love when he comes in to fight. No matter what, he's always game. Yeah, you know, there's some there's some people that I I watch yeah. uh, have watched uh, the fights with for years, and um, all of this, not just one or two. I mean, the, as the collective units, they are very anti meat. A and, lot of people sh- yeah. just shit on the kid. I don't know and... why. I think I think the kid has value. I think he's strong. I think he's tough. I think he loves the sport. He comes in. I mean, he's had 13 fights. It's not like he's just a two fight wonder left. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's still number. I mean, when we realize this is the UFC heavyweight division in 2016, it's not exactly what it used to be. No, but he's still he's still a top 15 fighter over there, and he's game all the time. I really, I, I, I'm not a fan of the kid, but I like the kid. I like watching him fight. Oh, I love that. I I enjoy Matt a lot, and he's fun to watch. I think he has, like I said, he always comes in to fight. Yes. He, whether he gets the crap beaten out of him or whether he, you know, goes out there and knocks the guy out. Right. He always comes in. Yeah. Never had a submission. 89% knockout. He has had, of his nine wins, 89% knockout, 11% decision. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's eight knockouts and one decision victory. You know, never, there's nothing pretty about the guy. No. There's a reason why he's a meathead. Yeah, he's, he just he's comes a, in a swing. He's a happily... He's happy to be a meathead, you know. He he uh, he celebrates that regularly. And I mean, right behind that, you got Travis Brown with seventy six percent knockout. He yeah. does have he does have some a twelve percent sub and a twelve percent decision. But that's still. But I mean, after his last fight with Andre was one of the best rounds right I've ever seen. Oh my gosh! You know, Travis Brown has 
has physical attributes that were given to him that you can't train for. He's nearly seven foot tall. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a monster. Monsters, God. Uh, great reach. Uh, but in this instance, Mitrione actually has a seventy nine inch reach. He's he's they're they're equal on their reach at seventy nine, nearly eighty inches. Um, I like I like Matt. I wish Matt the best. But I see Brown ripping his head off. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't like this Travis Brown we've seen since he left Jackson Winklejohn. Oh yeah, that's and we talked factor. about this off yeah. air, man. And that's another factor. After he was he was on a tear when he was training over there at Jackson Wink. On a tear, got up there. I mean, was it put three fights together before he fought Fabricio yeah. and lost? Yep. Then got another win, and then left. Left? Why? I d- well, we know why. Yeah, well. well. <laughs> <laughs> you thank her for that. Yeah, yeah. But now he's training with Edmund, and he looked terrible in there. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the X factor here. Is, I'm, uh, I'm going to pick Travis because I'm hoping that it was just a case of the fact that it was his former training camp and they just knew him. Because, I mean... If you look at Andre's fights outside of that Travis Brown fight, he hadn't looked good at all. We talked, really. about, we talked yeah. about that yeah. before that fight. I had said that other than, than Travis Brown, all of his fights have been crap yeah. since he's been back. And the other reason I thought he beat Snot on Travis Brown is because he had his coaches in the corner that knew everything about exactly. Travis. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if Brown loses this, I hope it opens his eyes to see that you know his old lady's losing, he's losing to... A guy they call Meat. I yeah. mean, uh, that camp is toxic for fighters. But, um, they scored. They scored big when they got Ronda. Because just and she was just a, a tremendous fighter and such an athlete yeah, that she could have been. Scored. Yeah, she could have been at you know she would have been at a Rufus or somewhere like that working on you know wrestling with judo and strike. I mean, she would have been. Uh, oh my god, I can't imagine. You know, if she would have went down to Wink, or if she would have went over there, I mean, she would have went somewhere that was was an organized and professional place. Edmund's an idiot. He's a joke. It's a toxic place. Yeah, he he's a pad a holder joke. at best. He doesn't have anything for these guys. And he's a good striking coach, but he's no business being a head coach. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If Travis loses, it's going to be because of that and that yeah. only. Um, it's not going to be for any other reason than... Uh, Edmund didn't have him prepared. If he, and, and, you know, you stand there and go toe to toe with me, you you're going to get hurt, man. You got a chance to go and slip. <laughs> the, kid, the kid can take punishment. Yeah, but I, I think, I think Travis comes back off of whatever the hell was going on there against Andre and puts together the win. I do too. I hope for his sake. Otherwise, he's done for. And the fight really has no relevancy as far as the heavyweight division goes. No. I mean. Travis is like what number six? He's he's um, Meat is number fourteen, and, 14. and Travis is six. Right, but he's so far outside of that. They're not. This isn't some kind of title elimination. No, right? this is just a fight to try to get either one of them to move up a little bit. Yeah, you know, or the uh, spider makes some money and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but. Even if Travis does beat Matt, it might bump him up to five. It might Maybe. Not, I don't, might think, not it will. I don't yeah. think it moves him at all. So it doesn't really... It's not going to move him much if it does, you know. Um, 
Matt wins, obviously, he's going to come up maybe 12, you know, a couple spots. Yeah, he might crack the top 10 with that one. Yeah, depending on uh, who else is in his way, I guess. Uh, but either way, not really anything of significance. No, just, just a fun fight to have on. The first fight of the main card kicking off at 10 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Just thought I'd throw that back in there one more time. (laughs) We get the return of Ross Pearson. Going, taking on Francisco Trinaldo. 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 Yeah, one of those names that trips me up. Uh, Ross is coming off a victory uh, against Paul Felder. Felder. Yeah, Yeah, got a round three decision against Felder. That was a... He hasn't really strung together. That's the win loss, win loss. That's been kind of the story of his whole thing: is win loss, win loss. But Uh, his losses are never too terrible. No, I haven't done them. Ally Quinta, Quinta, um, and I mean at that time, Ally Quinta was on a pretty good tear. He beat Ray, but lost to Diego. You know, beat Ryan Uh, Couture. Ronaldo, I think, has put together like three or four straight. I think you're right. Four, two, three, four straight. He's put together four straight. Uh, Norman Park, Storm Norman. You know, Leonardo Silva. Uh, Chad Laprise, he's put together, um, you know, a few wins. That last loss coming in 2014 Chiesa. to Chiesa. Chiesa, Michael Chiesa. Chiesa, sorry, I always pronounce that. I know, right. I do too. I always catch myself and uh, I hear it later and I'm like, it's freaking Chiesa. So, I mean, these guys have, uh, you know, Pearson returning, obviously, he's a veteran. And Trinaldo's put together a string of four. These these two guys, it's it, judging by the stats, their fights are either going to be a knockout or, or a decision. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's not a lot of in between here. No, um, and beyond just to be honest, just looking at the guys that they fought and um, <clears throat> you know how they fight, and I think we're gonna we're we're looking at some kind of split decision. I mean, they're uh, both, maybe unanimous, they're both I mean, pretty accurate strikers. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at both with 42%. Yeah. Uh, Ross landing more strikes per minute at 3.76 to 2.86 for Francisco. You know, they're going to stand. They're going to trade. There's going to be a lot of blow. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, I really just I, I see these guys just uh, going three. Uh, maybe you can a take down here, probably not, but maybe just standing in the middle and going. I don't really see a lot of, uh, you know, maybe they'll catch them and, and something will happen. Uh, it just, uh, this one feels like a decision. I think it's, I, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. It's going to be just, uh, it's going to be a good striking fight. Yeah. But I don't think either one of them are doing anything to where it's going to be a knockout. No. But I think it's going to be a fun fight. I think you got two guys that had the potential to put someone to sleep. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be a boring dance around fight. I think it's going to be guys just trading, trading blows. Well, it's uh, Trinaldo's put together four. If he gets this one, he puts together five, and he's not. You know, that's how heavy, the, how deep this one fifty five weight class is. Yeah, you know, you got to put together seven wins just to break the top fifteen. Right. Well, and, um, I mean, you got guys up in front of you that are deep as hell. I mean, Tony's on what five, six mm, strings down. Yeah, seven. Seven, I think. Seven, I think. Yeah, the last yeah. one. I think Tony, seven Tony just broke. Uh, Cowboy just broke his what, seven fight wins. I mean, right. you got like I said, that, that division's so deep. You got to get seven wins just to start, just to break the top fifteen. And, uh, and for Francisco, I mean, this would be a good win to add to that resume of guys. Yes. I mean, Ross has Ross has fought the who's who. Absolutely, he is a veteran. Been around for a while. I mean, wanting you know, being tough and. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ross. Yeah, that's kind of what I was leaning for too. Um, I think Ross squeaks out a split decision. That's what I was again. Um, when, when I thought that we're gonna look kind of at a. It may be 29, 28. I'd say 21, 28, 29, 27, something like that. Yeah, um, but I think uh, I think Ross is going to do this. I think he's going to win this in uh, decision fashion. Um, it's going to be a, a nice little fight to start the game off. The the main card that starts at 10 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> help you out. 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, that's... that's uh, That'd be a nice fight to start off with. Six o'clock on the West Coast? Seven. Seven? Three hours. Is it three? Yeah. I thought it was four. That's uh, oh, yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's even further out. Uh, we're three. Um, that's right. That's a good, it's a good way to kick off the main card. It really is. It's not It's not a, a major fight. There's no fucking uh, numbers no involved. No implications whatsoever. You know, it's just two guys that are going to go out there and put on a show because they want to get paid. And uh, they need that winner's purse to double their money, and you know. I mean, it'd be nice for for Ross, I think, you know, to get another win. He, he's putting two together. That's a guy yeah. that can crack the top ten, no doubt. But yeah, it's a good fight. Good fight. You know, Fun. Um, a lot before we go, in, we're gonna do a couple on the prelims. But I want you guys to remember that a lot of the early prelims and even in the prelims are guys that have never fought here before. Yeah, they're they're virtual rookies. The UFC, so we have no data on them. We don't even have pictures. Yeah, they are on their, they're on their ID silhouette. So we're gonna do a couple of the prelims uh, and the the main event of the early prelims, especially the, the ones that had the the, the the three that we'll talk about more are all names that we know and you you should probably right. recognize most of them. We know mostly. that you know we've seen them fight. We can intelligently speak about them. You've seen them fight too if you've watched uh, you know a lot of the UFC, but. There's no sense in us, like we've said a million times before on the show, there's no sense in us going into a guy that we've never seen before and saying, uh, maybe. Yeah, he you know, might. Uh, we don't know. know. So we'll be able to view these guys this week. We'll be able to speak intelligently about them next week. And we'll be able to make a judgment call and find out uh, where we think they're going to go. Yeah, we'll definitely give you guys, obviously, more information definitely. With, with the breakdown. When we actually have more information about yeah. the guy and seen him fight. And it's exciting, too, because I love brand new fighters that have a clean clean slate. They've come in. I don't have any judgment about them. All I can do is watch and see what they have to offer right from the start. I love new fighters. This is a great card for that because they've got, like, four. Yeah. You know, four, four or five brand new fighters that, you know, have fought other places, obviously, but never in the UFC. And I'm definitely looking forward to watching these young cats. I'm looking forward to this fight. Man. Yeah. This the, is going to be a great one. The main event of the FS1 prelims that start at 8. Uh, yeah. We get the return of the Predator, Patrick Cote, a long-time veteran. Yes. Taking on Killaby Ben Saunders. And I, I like Ben I Saunders I like Ben Saunders. Lot. Yes, definitely. He has got awesome jiu-jitsu. He's, he's very powerful. He's got good striking, too. He's so well-rounded. His rubber guard is amazing. Absolutely. Like that guy, his rubber guard is sick. Eddie Bravo, trained jiu-jitsu fighter. I think he's at training out in Colorado with Shab and those guys. Good camp. Good camp. I think that's right. Uh, Cote has... Uh, Cote's been around for been, a long time. He's seen it all, man. He's, uh, you know, and, and there's no substitute for experience, as they like to say. Um, so that's, you know, in, in that sense, advantage Cote. But Saunders, I think, has... Too many tools, um, both up and down. You know, top. Yeah. You know, stand and ground. Um, 
I think he's he's too strong, too many tools, good reach advantage, uh, you know, six inch six inch reach advantage, going in four inches on the legs. Um, I think Ben, I think Ben either. He finishes him one way or the other. I agree. Whether he's, you know... It's, I think it's he goes out. I think he gets to the ground. Yeah. That's the more likely out. version of the, of the story is that he, he gets him down and he uh, it chokes him or grabs an arm. And Ben's thing on the feet is is he is his um, non-traditional strikes. He, he throws a lot of elbows. Right. And just crazy kicks from angles and things like that. Like, he's just an exciting fighter. Yes. I, I like Ben. I've, I've been a fan of Ben since uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Agreed. Same here. I think he's he's an amazing fighter to watch. I think he has tremendous upside. You know, he's been in twenty seven professional fights. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's a he's a daisy. You know, yeah, he's fought, I mean, he's fought a lot of guys. They 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 got a few similar uh, opponents: Joe Riggs and uh, who hasn't Joe Riggs fought? Uh, no, I don't know. Um, but I mean, he's. Saunders has fought uh, Joe Riggs, Dennis Hallman, John Fitch, Marcus Davis, Mike Swick. Yeah. Veteran, 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 veterans, you know. And not, you know, he hasn't won all of those fights against those guys. A lot of them are. Yeah, you win just as much in a loss. I mean, yeah. you lo- or learn just as much in a loss as you do in a win, sometimes and, more. I mean, Cote's last fight was against Josh Berkman, which was fight of the night in the Holloway Oliveira fight card. Ah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Joe Riggs lost to Wonder Boy back in 2014. Beat Kyle Noak in 2014. Bob, Bobby Volker, Alessio Sakurai. He got a win over Kung. No, lost to Kung Lee. Lost to Tom Lawler. And lost to, all the way back to Anderson Silva in 2008. I mean, sh- they better. I mean, clearly been around long enough. To 2003 was when Patrick fought first. Well. Um. I don't like Patrick's chances here. I don't either. Um, I'm, I'm taking Ben. I and, as well. Um, I I'm taking Ben. Some. I'm taking Ben in a finish. I'm not. I don't want to say ground or or uh, or strike because I'm kind of torn right now. I'm not right. quite sure. Understandable. But I'm taking him in a finish nonetheless. Right. I think he finishes. Uh, I think he finishes this fight and um, finishes off that. Uh, prelim card in exciting fashion. I think this is going to be a great fight for excitement. I think the fans are going to be on their feet for yeah, this it. Yeah, this you know, is no, not, not going to be a boring fight. Neither uh, one of these guys fight boring fights. No, not at all. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a phenomenal fight. The fact that it's on a prelim card, yeah, I mean, that's that's a coveted spot. Too. I'm not saying they shouldn't be on a prelim card because no, that's a great spot to it be is, on. And especially you know? the spot that they're at. I mean, right. The, the, usually the FS1 prelim Headlining spot is that coveted, coveted yes. spot, getting all the eyes on you. Um, obviously, this card's going straight from FS1 to FS1, so there's right. no there's no pay per view transition. But it's still even still, I think that's a great spot. Yeah, because you know that fight's gonna get done. You know they'll probably start about nine thirty and be done by ten, so they can go into the main card. Yeah, um, I mean that's a good spot. People will still be awake. A lot of the first shifters are getting ready for going to bed, and they'll probably be the last one to watch. Exactly, that's probably going to be the last fight that they see, especially the guys that are you know got to get up at three a.m. Yeah, you know, and start deliveries and whatnot. <laughs> um, but before that, 
We yeah. got uh, Eddie Herman, Eddie and Herman, the Barbarian. Timmy Bush. We haven't seen Timmy Bush since uh, Dan Henderson beat him. Yeah. Holy cow. I can't remember the last time I seen Herman either. Uh, Ed fought. Oh, God. It wasn't too long ago. He got beat. January of last year? That's right, yep. Derek uh, Brunson. Yeah, it was at the Silva Diaz. Yeah. Card, I do remember that fight. Yeah, 183. Yeah, and I mean, before that, it was 2014. Yeah, he beat Natal. Yeah. Uh, lost to... Lattis. Lattis. Beat uh, Smith. So, Smith. He, you know, he's doing another one of those things. He put a win-loss, win-loss. But, yeah, Herman's a tough guy. He's, he's uh, you know... He's been around. I mean, 40, nearly a 40-fight veteran. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of fights. He was, in, he was like, 30-some fights, I want to say, just coming into the UFC. Yeah, Bosch has lost three of his last four. And he's got a win against Brett Tavares, but he's lost against Luke... Uh, late, latest, latest. Yeah, tell us latest and, and uh, Danny. H bomb. <laughs> Put him to sleep. Yeah. So I mean, he's not had a good run of it lately, but As, Tim I mean, Bosch can kill you in one shot. It's do or this is kind yeah. of do or die for both of these guys. Yeah, and it's been around. I mean, he's one of those fighters. If he loses this one. He'll probably get cut his next round. He's adds the kind of fighter that. Anytime he takes a loss, he's going to be on the chopping block. Absolutely. You know, he, he really has to win to keep his job. If Tim doesn't win, this will be three in a row. Yeah, that's, that's you know, definitely. And it'll be four out of his last five. That's definitely cutting block material. You know, and at 205, if they, if they can't cut it, then uh, they will be cut. They have enough fighters at that weight yeah. that are uh, so, so far ahead of both of these guys. I don't see a lot here. I don't um, either. I think this is going to be a decision fight. Yeah, and you know what? Unless it's be, Bosch catches him with something, I don't. I don't. It's really... probably going to be two rounds of, of. It's going to be one good round in the first round. They're going to blow the rod, and we're going to see two rounds of just trying to eke out a punch here. Bosch has got to be careful if he gets to the ground though. With Ed, Ed can sub you. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, he's dangerous. He's very dangerous. That's where he's down. most dangerous. Yeah, yeah, is absolutely. Getting him on the ground. And, uh, you know, Bosch is the is the guy that if you sleep on a right hand, you go to sleep. Right. You know, he's he's a, he's definitely heavy-handed. But Bosch is also very susceptible to, to submissions. That's one thing I remember going through his record. He yeah. had a sub-loss to yeah. Luke, a sub-loss to Talos Latis. Yep. Uh, man, it's a tough one to call. I don't... I'm not really... I mean... As a fan, I'm not really looking forward to no, this fight. No, it's uh, not a fight that gets me excited yeah. at all. I think it's going to be a boring fight. Unless, this might be my popcorn fight. Unless Ed pulls out the sub. I think He could prove us all wrong and throw out this flying triangle or something yeah. that's just freaking phenomenal and gets, you know, submission of the night or whatever. But if I, and I have to, if I have to pick someone, I, I'm going to pick uh, Ed Herman by submission. Oh, you're gonna go! I thought you were gonna lean. It sounded like you were leaning towards the boat. I was. You talked yourself out. <laughs> I talked myself completely. So did out. I. So did I. In the midst of this conversation, while we were just talking about it, I completely talked I myself did. out of picking Tim Bush. I was so ready. I think I don't even know if we talked about it beforehand <laughs> or not. But no, was, we didn't. We didn't discuss this okay. at all. I was so ready just to, to put all my chips into the side, Bush side of the table. But as we're talking about it and we're going through it is his and his susceptibility submission. Yeah. Talk yourself out of it. I talked you out of it just like I talked myself out of it. <laughs> and as soon as that came up and I'm like, man, Eddie's a great subspecialist. He really is. You know, he has a lot of, of great submission skills on uh, from from ankle to elbow. 
I mean, he's got he's got the range, and you know, Tim gets caught with something, he doesn't get out of it. That's just the fact that you know, as it's a that's an important fact that I didn't put in before. That is like you know what, I'm not picking Tim. Yeah, I'm picking Eddie. <laughs> I'm picking Eddie to to you know grab the neck or an arm or something and and yank himself a, a victory. Um, and that's going to be bad news for Tim. It's before out of five losses, I believe. Yeah, and three gone. in a row. You know, at three in a row, at Tim's age, and uh, in that division, unless he makes some some kind of deal where you know oh, he's gone. If he was, yeah, I believe out. so too. But and I pick any. I'm, I'm picking any too. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I talked you out of it. Well, yeah, it definitely did. It, so it was the it was it was the the stats of susceptibility to yeah. uh, looking at his losses. This a lot of his losses. Majority, I would I would even say, have come by some sort of submission. Yep. Um, you know that fact. Uh, it just goes back to like when we first started the show, and I said, you know, I started looking at those those extra facts of of how they lost and who they lost to. Yeah, it's that not right just, there. It's not just how they've won. You got to look at how they've lost exactly. and what they're susceptible to get to getting caught in. He's uh, he gets he gets choked out a lot. He gets tap, he, he taps out a lot, and that's what that's going to do. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I one. think it's a submission win for for a short fuse, and he keeps his job. Uh, so let's do one more. Yeah, let's let's talk about this. Is the the headlining of the early prelims starting at six o'clock? The last the last fight. We had uh, they set the record yeah, for that, most, most views of the the and Duffy yeah of the early prelims main event. I don't think this is going to do those kind of this is not Duffy going to do that. No, <laughs> but it's a good fight. Out. But it is. It, it really is a good is. fight. Uh, Paul Felder and Darren Crookshanks. Uh, the Irish the Irish Dragon, who's tough as nails. Felder's a very tough man. Crookshanks, uh, a Michigan native, actually has ties here to our hometown of Muskegon. Yep. He uh, wrestled for Muskegon Community College Absolutely. for a couple of years. Uh, met Darren when he was there. He's a nice kid. Is he a nice kid? Very nice Never kid. did get to meet him. Yeah, uh, my high school coach was his coach in college. That was a little bit before you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit older. Yeah, my, my, my coach, my wrestling coach in high school ended up taking over community for a couple of years, and uh, it was during the era that Darren was there, so I had a chance to meet him. Nice kid. Uh, Darren's been on a, uh, a bit of a skid. He came in really hot into the UFC, coming off of the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, uh, yeah, that's no contest uh, to, to KJ's when he got his, his eye poked out. Yeah. And then ever, ever since he came back, I mean, he lost to Dariush. Who I mean, Darius is a really good fighter. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, but, but he's, that, he's but, been uh, subbed twice in a row. Right. But Felder's not been on a good tear either. He's been. Let's take a look at Felder beating up the last two fights, I believe, or more as well. Two. Yeah, Barbosa he's Barbosa and, and Ross. Yeah. So um, he did all right just coming in. He had uh, beat Sargo and uh, Danny. Yeah, yeah, his last wins against Danny Castillo back in. The early part of of two thousand, uh, just just over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. The, but I mean, Danny Castillo after Tony has never been the same fighter either, and he's no. lost two or three in a row and right. on his way out probably. So and uh, you know, losing to Edson Barbosa is not really the worst thing in the world to do. No, especially know? taking Barbosa to a decision. Right. You know, you didn't get your head kicked off. You really had a good night at the office. And you know, Pearson always takes everyone to decision. And that was a good fight. It was, and you know what, Pearson. Veteran, you lose a veteran, you learn more than 
than anything else. Um, so, I mean, both of these guys are kind of, eh, right now, you know, coming off a couple losses. Yep. Um, I, uh, we got we got a great wrestler. And I'm going to go with Kirk Shanks. And Just I'm going to show the I'm going to show the the Michigan kids some love. I think I am too, and I think that uh, I think you know we got a, we got like a pure striker here against a cat who has striking and wrestling. Yeah, I say Darren's got good. Felder's good hands. got nothing on the ground. No. Absolutely nothing. He has he has garbage for takedowns. He has um, garbage for fair defense. I would say, but nothing once he gets down there. He's he's a, he's a fish out of water, um, and and Darren. Can take him oh, down yeah. there. Oh yeah, he I, can abuse him on the ground. He I, can rough him up down there. I don't doubt that for a second that yeah. Darren has. I mean, if things aren't going the way on the feet, Darren's going to take. He'll the ground. change the level and he'll move it down there. And I think that's how he wins it. I I, I see it as more of, as a decision. Yeah, but I think the decision goes in his favor because he's going to have the takedowns and the grappling. Yep. in his favor, he might he's get good ground and pound too. Yeah, he might get outstruck on on the feet, but as soon as he you know. If, Felder hits him and gets his bell rung. He's going to drop down. He's going to change the yep. level. He's going to take the legs out and he's going to take him out. And I see him winning this in a decision way. I do too. Okay. I do too. I got I got Kirk Chase winning a decision. I think he grinds it out. Exactly. And so, you know, like, like I said, a bunch of guys that we've never have never fought in the UFC before. So um, we're going to see them. You know, there's a cat named Mendez and Rosa and all kinds of other guys out here that we're going to see and we'll talk about next week. It'll be a section for us uh, as part of the fight breakdown of new fighters up and coming. Yeah. What we thought about them, how we thought their their debut was. You know, we'll, uh, we'll cover those guys because maybe there's some guys that out there that uh, are the next big thing. Yep. You know, you never know. They have to have, they have to start somewhere and this might be it. Yeah, it's always exciting to get new talent in. That I love room. it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Uh, from top to bottom, I think we're looking at a good car. There's a couple snoozers on there that could... Yeah, you know, every just, card, uh, every card's got its lulls, but yeah, but you I, never know. For a free card, free fights, uh, you can't complain. Absolutely not. Oh, you can't Absolutely complain. Not. You can complain about a ten o'clock ten o'clock start time. That's that's a fair complaint. And I'm gonna complain about that <laughs> all the time. We mentioned that a couple more times. Learned before we're done it, today. Learned it from Cat Evans. What uh, what do you think about the card? Just just looking at it from top to bottom, out of five stars. Three and a half. I give it three and a half. Three and a half sounds I give good. It a preliminary going in, I think it's three and a half. I think it's got a definitely potential to go to four. Yeah. So we'll take that as our prediction, and when we come back next week, we'll after we break it down, we'll say what it actually was. Yeah. See how close we were. See how far off we were. New section, kind of working on for us. A new angle. You know. Yeah. We break down it. the fights as a general, then we talk about them as a whole. I like it. I like being able to rate Something the card. I thought, yeah, I thought I just thought of on the fly. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, we were already kind of doing it yeah. on our own anyway, we so we were. <laughs> we put a number on it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Now we just kind of put a number on. <laughs> but definitely, I think this is. It's got the potential to be a four star yeah. card. Yeah, definitely. And I'm looking forward to it. I as well. Uh, Sunday night, uh, any time off of work, make sure you're able to mm. watch all the fights. <laughs> Can't tell I'm bitter at all about having to my personal time not a little to watch bit, fights because I got a little. my vacation denied. Yeah, I'll point that out. I put in vacation time, and my boss denied it because too many other people have time off. So I have to use personal time. Really? I, yep. Man. Yep. Vacation got denied, so I I'm taking personal time and not gonna come in until ten o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna sleep. Screw it. Get to watch the fight then. Yeah. 
Yeah, give myself a little longer of a weekend. Whatever. It's my life. I can do what I want. You have some. You had some news that broke. Like yeah, right. And this is. I want to touch on this because it, uh, it was. It was right before we went on the air. I think. I think you said it was 18 minutes before you even got here. Yeah. And looked at it. This was just. This is some news that was literally late. Late breaking, and. Um, you found that you found the yeah, let me pull the up news. Real quick. Um, uh, so I'm gonna have you take it and and uh, you know so, tell us what it is, and then we'll we'll talk about it. So as a lot of you guys know, uh, there's been all this issue with the UFC and Vanderlei Silva. Uh, Vanderlei was uh, banned for life by the Nevada State Athletic Commission because he avoided these drug tests when he was supposed to fight Chel Sonnen. So he got a lifetime ban. The UFC still held his rights to his contract, and they've been kind of in a dispute going back and forth. Vanderlei said a lot of bad things about the UFC, about Dana. Uh, the latest thing that he had said prior to all this was uh, throwing out a lot of accusations about fight fixing. That's a big deal. A huge you know, deal. Um, if there's one way that you're going to get their attention of the lawyers of a sport like the UFC is to... Throw out a claim of fixed fight. Yeah. That's going to make the lawyers go bing, bing, bing. And we're, we're, we're calling suit on you. And they, they, they were. Yeah. Well, as of today, uh, Vanderlei Silva has been released from his contract by the UFC. Officially released. Officially released. At the time when we were getting ready to start, the UFC hadn't, uh, hadn't posted any comment on this. But it is it is confirmed that he, he's been released. Um, he's still... In the middle of his fight with the NSAC, and he was supposed to actually uh, go before them this week when Nick Diaz's whole thing came in, but uh, he didn't show up, and they would not contest it with his lawyers. So it got moved back to February. Okay. So in February, he has to go before the uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and they're going to get everything... Uh, Everything taken care of, but he is—he's battling lifetime suspension. Uh, was it for the was the suspension for the dodging the drug test? Yep, it was. It was handed down and then later retracted for fleeing a drug test. The commission admitted and uh, attempted to administer before his fight. Let's uh, hold on, hold that point real quick. I okay. just want to refresh everyone's memory: is that what happened uh, when we say dodge the drug test is? Is officials went to his training facility in Brazil, yeah, and, and uh, with with pee cup in hand. And uh, they, they were ready to take out a competition P test, you know. And he got in the car and left. Yeah, he and ran out the door and just yeah, yeah. complete. He was he was seen in the facility. They know he was there. We seen he seen him there, and he just left them hanging and bailed and didn't say nothing for. He went away for like three days, and he tried to come out and say that he didn't understand what was going on. Because he didn't understand English very well. He put so much bullshit yeah. on the table that nobody was buying at all. And they they put that ban in for him. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. No, you're I, I wanted to fill fine. everybody I'm, on. I'm, I'm glad you, know. you did. So now, um, as we were saying, uh, the, the commission is delaying his second hearing. Um, He's expected back in February where they're going to probably hand him down a new suspension stemming from uh, the altercation in 2014. The thing that his attorneys are fighting on is saying that uh, he should be exonerated because he wasn't licensed in Nevada at the time, therefore shouldn't be subjected to drug testing. Hmm. That's that's their there claim. Might be, there might be a loophole that's, there. I mean, there's a loophole well. possibly. 
So the thing that led to uh, Vanderlei released, he was kind of, uh, it was held up because uh, of his defamation suit that the UFC yeah. was putting against him. Well, now, officially as of today, he posted a statement on his uh, Twitter, Facebook page. His Facebook page uh, recanting everything he said about the UFC. And uh, I'll go into a, just a quick little summary of it. Says, uh, I was wrong and I apologize. In July of last year, I posted a number of comments on Facebook and Twitter, which included repeatedly claiming that the UFC fixed fights and that I could prove it. I hereby retract any such statements in their entirety, entirety as I fail to understand the term fight fixing specifically refers to illegal action or practice of dishonesty, determining that the outcome of a contest before it occurs. I understand that the UFC's reputation would be harmed if my fans and others actually believe the UFC engaged in fight fixing. And I have no evidence to support such claim. And I apologize for any misunderstandings that my comments may have caused Vanderlei Silva. And because of this, uh, you know, that he retracted it, the UFC has dropped the defamation suit and gave him his release. Number one, that was a statement written by his lawyers oh, absolutely. to appease the lawyers of the UFC to drop the defamation 110%. suit. 110%. Two, any fighter that enters the sport of MMA knows, I don't care what country or language you speak or where you're from, you know what fight fixing means. Oh, absolutely. There's no, you can't say you don't understand what it means, you know what it means, that's why you said I can prove that they fixed the fights to begin with. Exactly. All of that was done just so that they could get rid of Vanderlei entirely, all the lawsuits, all the stuff, just get out of our hair Get out of our company. Stay away from us. We don't want you here anymore. Gone. Done. Not prolong it anymore. And that's that's it. They're not. He's never going to be back. No. He's never going to be associated with them on any kind of promotion level. Or you know, he may be able to train some of the UFC fighters or something. If that's where he goes to, I don't see him being a great trainer. No. I just see him disappearing. Uh, and we'll hear from him in five years when he's broken in jail. Because he had to do something for money. I think he he's going to crash and burn, man. Oh, I think he ends up fighting somewhere else. Like, we talked about that. Yeah. Either Bellator, okay. either Bellator or Ryzen. Um, yeah, it's a good buzz in Japan. Definitely. I, I think, I mean, we know Scott Coker likes the freak fights. Absolutely. You yeah. put him in there in the 205 division still. Um, you know, King Mo. Um, yeah. He could go up to heavyweight and fight Fedor. He could. Think probably, but you know, the 205 division over there, he's got some guys, uh, you know, Paul Davis, uh, Francis Carmel, King Mo. Yeah, a couple other, you know, Davis and Carmel, a couple other UFC guys, or, you know, we could put them in there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's fights for him. There's always Japan. He, he's a god. Yeah. In Japan. He really is. He's big over there. But Go back and fight you know, Sakuraba or. All of that crap that has just been released and everything was done just. Like I said, so they could split, and they could drop the lawsuit. And, you know, they when they release him from the contract, you know, they could he could be under he could have been under contract for like another three, four, five years. Yeah, I don't remember just not, how long. Yeah, I don't remember exactly either. But was. they just don't give him fights. No, but they don't you know, pay him either. Exactly. So he wouldn't be able to fight anywhere else. They don't want him to fight here. And no, it's just a, it's just a it's just a, a way to finalize the split and let all parties go their separate yep. ways and you stay away from us. 
We'll stay away from you. You quit talking shit. We won't say nothing about it. We won't even mention you. Yeah, on we don't. Show. We don't want to talk about no. you. So don't talk about us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that part's over. We'll see what happens in February with the Nevada State Athletic Commission, but they might get through in a loophole. Yeah, he's got a pretty big. I mean, he's got a case. Yeah. So he was still an idiot for doing that oh, because you know dumb. he was. That just that if you, <laughs> I can't believe this. It's this is knew, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He said it's because he knew he was taking a band diuretic and he was going to pop. So he figured if I run, what's the worst that they can do? Yeah. Well, the worst that they can do to you, Vanderlei, is say <laughs> you'll never fight again. Yeah. Which, if you would have just hit the piss test and said, "Hey, you're taking a band diuretic. You're suspended for six months." Yeah, because at that time it was like maybe ninety days to. Six months. Yeah. And just take that little slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. Call it a day. But you, you ran with, I can't. I couldn't imagine, you know, just leaving and running away and going and hiding at someone's house for three days because you have to get the stuff out of your system. Yeah. Like, it's not going to look so utterly guilty. You know, you want to try to get away from guilt. Oh, I didn't understand why they were there. They had a piss cup in their hand. They weren't trying to, to try to get coffee and donuts. Right. They wanted you to pee in this thing. You've done this hundreds of times. Do it again. He's been full of shit since day one. And oh, absolutely. It's, I, <laughs> I'm glad they're done with the I really. am too. I'm glad that the circus is over. I'm glad that we're not going to get these anti-UFC long rants from Vanderlei that are in part broken English, part Portuguese, where he just looks crazy and sounds insane. So yeah, that 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 That's broke it. that literally broke right before we started the show. So we definitely had to include that. That happens quite does, a bit. To it us, does happen you know? right after, right after we finish the show and go and post it online, and then you know, crazy things break. Well, the first several shows, you know, uh, it's it's a little bit more laid back now. But for the first several shows, I had bullet pointed formats. With our news articles and everything that I would do like days before. Yep. And then, you know, the day of, we're coming in and we got our phones out. Like, did you just see this? This just did, happened. Did you see this shit? We got, it, it screws up my whole format. This is utterly <laughs> ridiculous. I can't take this anymore. Pressure's killing me. I go, I'm going home. You know, and we have to completely cut my format out that I put so, so much damn time on. <laughs> put stuff ahead of it that just happened and, you know, the, the life of the producer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's ever changing. It's been it's been a pretty good week for news this week. Yeah, some uh, some, some really big announcements. Big that fights. Broke. Big fights broke this week. Yes, two, two, uh, two on the mean, same card. Wow, we've got we've got our what March card. we've got our March card. What's that? UFC one ninety seven. One ninety seven. Yep. Ah, so one ninety seven, the main and co main event were announced on. Tuesday, and it couldn't be bigger. Really. Yeah, you know. So we're getting that Conor RDA fight, man. McGregor yeah. stepping right up, right up in there. Conor said he wanted to when he won the belt that he wanted to go up uh, and challenge uh, Rafael dos Anjos right away for the 155 title, and he's getting his wish. Yeah. Um, there Much are to some the chagrin of a lot of people. There are some issues here, and I and I'm not even saying that. I you know I wouldn't do the same thing that Dana did because it's a, it's a smart business move. But there's a rule set in place where if you are a champion of a division and you go to fight in another division for a championship, you have to surrender the other title first. It's a rule, but they make the rules. Exactly, it's their company. 
this isn't a Nevada rule. This is a UFC rule. Yeah. If they want to bend their own rules for a guy, they can and I mean, do they it. Obviously, they already had. They let BJ do yeah. it. And I'm not sure if that if it was even an issue back then. I don't know. Um, I can't tell you how. I've just read the rule. I didn't see it. doesn't say when they, it was put into place. Right. Um, this could be a recent thing, but um, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care. No, uh, but you made the point, and it is a good point. It is a rule. This is going to be something that maybe... Down the line, someone else wants to try, and they say, eh, no, you have to submit your belt first. And they're going to say, you didn't make Connor do it. And then they're going to say, well, Connor made me $100 million yeah, yeah, last Connor. week. What did you do for me? Exactly. You guys cost me $4 million. You know, I think I think it's smart to put him in right away. I uh, think it is brilliant. Because we were talking about it off the air, and and, I, and I've also said it to a couple other people. I, if he loses to RDA... I doesn't. I don't think it damages. Yeah. I don't think it derails his his train that he has going. It's not, not like Ronda, where she was undefeated. She was destroying everybody in her way. This is he's going up. It's a win win situation yeah. either way for Connor because he's going up a weight class, going to get paid fat. To oh go my gosh! Up. Holy cow! He has this massive fight with RDA. If he wins. He takes over another division, and then his value only goes up more. If he loses, you go back down to 45. You fight at UFC 200 against either Frankie, Frankie or... probably. Probably. Although Eldo was saying the other day that Dana told him that he had to fight Frankie. Had to fight Frankie first. Title eliminator. Yeah, I read that, confirmed. too. There's no confirmation on that, but I read that article on SureDog where he said that uh, um, it was going to be Frankie and... And uh, and and Aldo won a title eliminator, and then Frankie read that and said, "I'll never trust him when they tell me I'm getting a title shot ever again." Yeah, they should. You know, he said every time they give it to me, they take it away. I mean, this was like just yesterday. I don't think he should have to fight Aldo. I don't think Aldo is going to be ready for a title eliminator anytime soon. I don't. I think Frankie's earned a shot. I do and, too. Can, and give it, you know, give Frankie the title shot at two hundred. Yeah. Don't make um, you're gonna because if you're gonna try to do it, you would have to have him and Aldo fight in. April at the latest. Right. At the latest April. They go five rounds. Is either one of them going to be ready to fight in What July? if someone throws a shoulder out or exactly. something? Exactly. You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of risk there on uh, on the future. Eldo needs to just focus on getting your head right, bro. You just got yeah. KO'd in 13 seconds. Yeah. You got put to sleep where you didn't even know what happened. You just beat everybody for the last 10 years, yeah. and this guy took you out in 13 seconds. That means. Back to the drawing board, kid. Get your head you know. straight. And take some time to yourself, man. Yeah. You know, take some time. Wait it out. Let's let the chips fall where they may with other people, and then go in and attack when when defenses are down. Uh, a lot of the times, a lot of times, I say um, for the fighters, the the champions that lose, give them that immediate rematch. In some cases, I, I mean, in more cases than not, I do. But this is one case where I'm saying, don't, don't. You got it. You know, you've, needs you've six let, months to come back. Yeah, concussion. you've let Connor emotionally, mentally, and physically destroy you for the last year and a half. You can't, you can't jump back into that so soon. You're letting emotions take over. You got to go learn how to block the excess out. You got to go and, and you got to remove him from your mind and and your your. Your, your psyche and everything, you got to flush him entirely. Then you got to work on physical. Then you got to worry about getting the, that title shot back. I agree with 100%. He doesn't need the immediate one. He doesn't at all. This would be a bad, bad move for him. It would do much more harm than good. He would get knocked out in 12 seconds this time because yeah. he would just be so overwhelmed by everything. 
um, it's it's got to go to Frankie. But when we go back to this fight, Connor and and Rafael dos Anjos, we're not gonna. I don't want you guys. We're not gonna break down the card. We're no, not gonna we break down the fight. There's a that. you know we're gonna wait on that. All we're doing is announcing that and kind of looking at the overall spectrum because Connor also said you know before that Connor. Always makes tough weight cuts at yeah. 45. He looks sickly. He looks bad. He's a prof- He's like you said, I'm a professional, so I do it. And he does. He's never missed weight. But he could make 55 so much easier. Oh, no problem. So much. It'd be so much better, so much healthier for him. He would be He would be an unbelievable 155-pound fighter. I agree. You know, I mean, that's where he fought before. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where his loss his, to Duffy came at 155. I think his strength would be... So much, he'd be so much stronger. His his precision is not going to be affected either way. No, which is a lot of really you know, not going to be affected. No, if he loses a, a touch, it's not going to you know it's nothing we're going to notice with the, no. the human eye. He's definitely going to be more powerful, and that's the thing. Is he's, and he's going to be he's going to be overall more healthy. You know, even his cardio will be better, and his, yep. his stomach. You know, everything is going to be better because he's going to be uh, at a class that I think in a weight class where I think he really would shine a lot. And uh, he's oh. even went out and said, and uh, this might be BS on him just talking, you know. He said, when I win this one, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to welterweight. There's no way. Like, you got to be kidding me, kid. There's no way. <laughs> no, you know, I, I bought 155, but I'm not yeah, buying I'm not 170. Buying 170 <laughs> one bit, and I love Connor. I, I'm, I mean, I'm right there on the hype train right yeah, along. Yeah, same here. whistle going choo-choo, but no doubt. you ain't going to 70, dude. Yeah. You are not fighting Robbie Lawler. <laughs> you Kill him! He, oh God! Robbie oh my will, God! Robbie would destroy him! Destroy him! Robbie would break him in half. Yeah. You know, as would as would most of the 175 pounders that are in the top ten. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a division of killers. Don't yeah. you know? You like your your 45s and 55s. You want to hold two belts. You want to break the rules. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Exactly. Hold both belts. Defend them both. You know, two but times a year. Slow your roll, son. Calm down, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's calm it down a little bit. I've been by you through a year and a half of shit talk against everyone. Yeah. Shut it down. Yep. <laughs> Cut your limit here at, at 55 and, you know, we'll come backward. Yeah, yeah. Let's but this is, this is a big announcement. 197 will be yeah. up before we know it. So also, we'll be, we'll I mean, be breaking this card down. And it'll be a fight we got to talk about on that one. Yeah, another big announcement. Is, uh, is, is the Bantamweight, women's Bantamweight champion, Holly Holm, is getting a fight? Uh... Early, she's not. Well, they, uh, Rodas will not be fighting at 200. Period. They right. said no. Uh, she might not fight this year yeah. at all. If it is, it's going to be late 2016. She's taking another movie yep. obligation. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to go into how bad of a decision that no, was again and again and again because know. I'm, I'm not going to keep banging my head against the wall about her stupidity and those outside projects. We all know how I feel about that and how you feel about that. Yeah, but, it's um, it's time to focus on the fights, but you know, whatever. home. Home and Tate. And Tate, and Tate is the only logical choice here. It, it, yeah. Yeah. You can't pass Misha over again. No. She already, uh-huh. You already passed her this over. This is like Frankie gave, all over again. And gave Holly, and Holly went and won the title. Right. Um, again, we're not going to get in and break this down. No. This is not. For any of you that are sitting there going, well, Ronda beat the shit out of Misha, and Holly beat the shit out of Ronda, so naturally MMA math says that that. Probably no. I MMA man. No. That's beginner this, math. This is a far more dangerous fight than people, I think, are going to want to think. Misha Tate, just because of what Ronda Rousey has done to Misha Tate twice, 
That doesn't matter. Does not dictate. No. Watch Misha Tate's fight against any other person yeah. not named Ronda Rousey. Watch her against uh, Sarah Kaufman and watch her against Alexis Davis and these other cats. Cat. Cat Zagato yeah, beater. Cat, you know. cat beater. And that, but that is a good fight. But other than that, I mean, it doesn't Misha matter. You know, just... if one person beats you and you beat this one, that that doesn't matter because everyone's style is different. You know, just because uh, uh, Ronda beat Tate and just because Holm beat Ronda doesn't mean that Holm's style and, and Tate's style is just going to let Holm walk all right. over. I mean, give me a break. Look, you know, Holly, uh, Misha, Misha can box. She is nowhere on Holly Holm's level. Uh, I don't believe but so she's better boxer than Ronda. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you watched Ronda and Misha's second fight, she was lighting Ronda up. Yeah, and so then Ronda took her to the ground. And on the ground, Misha's no joke either because she's a she can wrestle. Absolutely, truly traditional wrestler. Yeah, and that's something Ronda doesn't have. Ronda can't do takedowns because of her bad knees from judo. Right, she throws you. She doesn't shoot takedowns. No, she doesn't Misha shoot. Doesn't shoot at all. Misha shoots and she can ground and pound. Yeah, and this is a, this is a much more dangerous match I think for. We'll get into that. In a couple months, but um, again, logically, there was nobody. I mean, there was nobody else no. to put on, you know, um, on this on this fight against home. And I knew that they had to capitalize on on home's victory. And if it wasn't going to be Ronda, it had to be Misha. It had to be. And I'm bummed to see that Ronda's going to take a whole year off and all that other stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but these two fights, it's, it's the main event and the co-main of 197. Two it's going to be in March. You know, we've only got a couple months away. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be breaking down that card. And that's going to be a card I can't wait to break down. I, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited and I can't wait to see what else gets put onto this card. This is going to be a card that rivals 200. Uh, because, yeah. you know, um, anything that counters on is gold. You know, anything that counters on sells. I agree. But uh, 200 is likely going to be Jones and Cormier. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, likely. It's not, likely. It's not It's not. signed, so don't take that. It depends as, on if they can get MSG in April, that's where Jones and Cormier... Well, I mean, the, they have the date booked. They, they have the date booked at MSG, but it's not official because they can't get through the union, but they go through and they, they put down the rights to have the date. Okay. In case they get through. They got the retainer. But they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a date booked for MSG, but it's not official. We're not ready yet. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just to make sure that there's a date available there if the UFC could have gotten MMA legal in New York. Yeah. It's, it's a long shot. It's, but yeah. They're still working on it. More than likely you're going to see Jones Corby in yeah. 200. And, you know, the, hell, 197 may outsell him. I mean, come on, RDA and Connor. That's gonna be big, man. It is. It's gonna be big, and then you know, Holman Tate, obviously. Uh, That's a good fight. And whoever gets added to it, we we'll get to see. Uh, yeah. See more. I'm excited. See more as see, it unfolds. I'm excited to see what this card's gonna shake out to, and who else is gonna get added to this. But, uh, we, but we got a fighter coming up at 196. Yeah. So, as we said in the in the intro, uh, CM Punk. Finally may have his opponent, uh, Mickey Gall, as a fighter that uh, Dana started another one of these uh, web-based reality series things that they're doing on Fight Pass. This yeah. was called Looking for a Fight, yeah. where they were trying to find Punk's opponent. Uh, this guy, Mickey Gall, that they went out and, and scouted, uh, kept calling him out, 
kept calling him out. So they're giving Mickey a shot at 196. He's going to fight against a guy named Michael Jackson. And if Mickey wins the fight, he is going to be Phil Brooks' first opponent in the UFC. Has this taken too long? As far as getting CM Punk into the ring, yeah. like the cage, yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm still skeptical, and, and I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a huge fan of Punk's. Uh, he was one of the only guys at the time when he was still in the WWE that I even gave a shit about because I stopped watching the product years and years and years yeah. ago. But, I'm going to agree with that. But one. I loved Punk. I loved yeah. his attitude. There was only about three cats in there that I watched where Daniel Bryan was one, and, yeah. and CM Punk was another one. Um, and when Brock made his return was another Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was only a few guys in there that I actually gave a damn about for a long time, and I've watched wrestling since 82. Yeah. And I'm a huge CM Punk fan as well. I am, too. My my only concern is that, you know, it's uh, it's, it's been longer, uh, a lot longer than they... Injuries have set things back. A little shoulder deal. He's had a couple of injuries uh, in the shoulder, but... but, You know, that 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 was them just kind of predicting... A, a date for him to be on. He has said since day one, I'm not going to wait till my coach yeah, says so I'm ready. Duke says he's ready. You know, if that takes me a year or two, it doesn't matter. I'm going to wait until he says, and he has repeated that in every interview that he's done and everything that he said. He said, I'm going to wait until he says I'm ready. We're, but and they say, a, you know, well, are you going to be by the end of the year? Well, I hope so, but if he says I'm not ready, it's not going to be, you know, he, right. is, he is adamant about that. And it sounds like if, if they're looking at a fighter for him right now, it sounds like he's about ready. You know, uh, this this takes place. I think around two hundred. If if if, if yeah. it's, I think two hundred is the place to book it. It gives Gull some time to come back. You know, depending on how this fight shakes out in February. But if, putting him on before that is just foolish. Um, the Q and A in twenty fifteen in Chicago, CM Punk said that when he was signing his contract, Dana White with Dana White, his first fight is definitely going to be on pay per view. Um, I I thought it would it'd be smarter to put him on like the, the main event. The main event one. fight pass. That's what we yeah. talked about. Yeah, the, I think that'd be smart. But he said it's definitely going to be. It's not going to be a main event. I mean, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the opener. I'm sure. But we also know, you know things change at the drop of a dime. Yep. You know that could all change. That, but that's the only info we have right now. Dana on goes where, listen, you got the potential to get more eyes on you in this fight, make more money. You're not getting a cut of the pay per view because you're not headlining it. Right. At this point, you should just be take what is just given take to what you're given to. You know? Yeah, and I think a lot of but the problem with the way he made it sound is that it wasn't his call. It was Dana saying, "This is how you're going to do yeah. it." He wasn't saying, "I want to be on paper." No, but that was also yeah. that was also when they were probably thinking they could have gotten a fight in before and then a second fight be two hundred or something along yeah. those lines. This was all the way back at the 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 uh, Q and A for Dillashaw Brow too. Too right, you know. So that was and a while. He signed ago. in January, February of last year. Yeah. So, I mean, and everything could change, but that's all the info we have right now on that. Another thing with, with Punk is the UFC video game. I was released. gonna bring that up. <laughs> oh my god, I was gonna sneak Good. that in. Good. Yeah. How the hell is a guy that's never fought in his life get an eighty five rating in a game? They did the numbers and his his ranking is higher than seventy one or seventy two percent of the rest of the roster. He is ranked the same as now and now he's retired, but either way, he's ranked the same as Martin Cabin. I don't get it. I don't either. A that was the kickboxing champion <laughs> who has won big fights in the UFC. Yeah. And again, big Phil Brooks fan. Yes, me but too. But the man does not deserve was, an 
85 rating. No. He's never set foot in the cage. Yeah, his rating was like 61 or 71% higher than the other fighters. You know, obviously there's much, the roster's big, but it was a huge amount of people that he has had a higher rating and he's never thrown a punch, never stepped in an octagon to fight. And they gave him an 85? Are you yeah. freaking kidding me? That's insane. You know, he went on Twitter and said that, oh, you guys are just butthurt. Who cares? Yeah, I saw I mean, that, that, that on, you know what, um, take some perspective here. Video games are important to a lot of people. And the authenticity of things like the NBA games and the MMA games, they may, they, you know, there's millions of people that buy those, and they they really they they want it to be as accurate as possible. Exactly, that is not accurate. No. You know, no. you, you no. should be at a seventy. No, not kid. at all. You should be at a seventy, mm-hmm. right with all all the the rookies that are coming up. Five at the highest. Yeah, there's no way you belong in the eighties. I mean, yeah. come on, you know, we don't even. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, I mean. I don't know what their thinking was. I haven't seen any rebuttal I think, from uh, EA Sports as to why they did it that way. More than likely t- because they know a lot of WWE fans are going to buy the game specifically. Just because of him? Because of him. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to play someone who sucks. Well, that could be it. That could be it. That, that's got it. I mean, it, it has to be it because that they're going to want to be able to be competitive. What, what if this was like... A severe oversight, and they were they just like had Punk in there as like this base eighty five rating, and then forgot to adjust. What, what was this? Hey, you know, I mean, what just a bunch of what ifs of, of crazy things that could have happened yeah. as to why this happened. You know, um, and I don't, and, and I, I would be certain that the UFC has to make the final call on what the ratings are for their fighters. I don't think EA would do that. No. Um, I would think that Maybe. BL be done by by like a, a UFC uh, like a committee that a UFC yeah, hires for their video game alone, and you know to put that in there. Um, so I would fire all those people. Yes, <laughs> yes. The accuracy of this is not this not, is not good. You know, this is a screw up. And don't get me wrong; you're still going to get my sixty bucks in March, EA. I, I, you're gonna yeah, get it. I'm going to go pre-order it probably this weekend. Uh, they are. But, uh, I still play the first one. And I'm still gonna play and see him punk. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just yeah. to see what he does. Exactly. You know? Just to see how I can play it. You know, with him. I'll probably put him in the cage against Connor. And but watch I, what happens. I thought that was funny. I thought that was oh, funny so <laughs> And I was gonna sneak that yeah. into this yeah. conversation. So. Excellent. Uh, this is actually something I, I think we both kind of forgot, and we should touch on that. Um, Yo, Yoel Romero, man. Yeah, he got Yoel busted. Yoel Romero fails an out-of-competition drug test yes. this week. Um, what, what was the... Um, I didn't read what it was for. If it was a di- uh, diuretic or uh, a ped or what it was. Uh, All I see is that he failed it. It has, yeah, it hasn't... They haven't released what... they have. As far as I've read, they haven't released what the specific cause was. If it was weed or... Uh, what it was. All I know is that it was a, ba- it was a banned substance. Yeah, at the time, at the time when it broke, Bloody Elbow, who he got the story from, um, has not released or there's no information as to what it was. It just says that uh, USADA has notified the USC of a potential anti-doping violation by UL Romero, and what does this do for a few former UL Romero uh, opponents? Left, including Tim Kennedy and Jacare, um, is still clear, you know, which I think he did. I think he won the fight, but that's just me. Uh, you know, look at this. Give me, give me my title shot. Yeah, I was just gonna say, where's Jacare staying on this? Because uh, he failed that really 
that's really close to being what at fight time. Yeah, and they say it was not a competition test. But so it was after the fight or before. Yeah, well, we would hope that if it was before, they would have. You would think, but yeah, you know, uh, they've been known to hide it in the past until after the fight anyway. It doesn't say when. It just says out of competition. It doesn't say when he was popped or what it was for. Um, as the story unfolds and we find more information, I'll share it on our Facebook page. Yeah, and, I just thought keep it, it posted. But it's definitely something we um, should talk about. It, it was big news this week. What does I mean? What does that mean for him? Is uh, I don't think I don't remember him getting busted before with anything. First, first time. Okay, this is first offense. First so. time ever. He's never been in any competition wrestling. Anything that he's that he's been a competitor in has never flagged for anything. I'd be, be interested to see what it's for. You look at the guy. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> He's gifted. Very, very much. So, yeah, we'll definitely uh, definitely keep you guys posted as more information comes out. I'd like to this. see the way this one unfolds because uh, I love I, I love watching the Romero fight. Um, I am with you. I didn't think so. I didn't think he beat Sosa. Um, I didn't think he should have gotten. I mean, we talked about that with, with the Sosa fight with the BS with Tim Kennedy. Yeah. He didn't get off the stool. And yeah. then they left a bunch of Vaseline on him so he can get take more time and get cleaned up. And yep. he recovers and knocks out Tim Kennedy. Yeah, kid couldn't get off the stool. You went, you lose the fight. That was crap. That was absolute yeah. crap. Absolute crap. Well, we'll break that you know as as that one comes out because I'm really interested to see what happens and what it, what it was for. Most yeah, that that's more you know, what I, I want to know. If I wonder if it's a, a steroid or a TR, you know, yeah, like HGH or, uh, or if it was uh, oh. could have been. Uh, um, EPO. Yeah. They use those diuretics to, to dump water, you know, yeah. to drain themselves for, for uh, I, weight cut. I, yeah, I don't think he probably, for the way he knows how to cut weight, I wouldn't think it would be a diuretic issue. I think he'd be a pro, I mean, just a, an absolute pro at weight cut at this point. It, exactly. You know? I, I'm leaning towards it's either got to be a PED or an EPO thing. Yeah. Because cardio is shit. Right. So EPO is definitely going to help there. Definitely. He definitely had more gas than I've seen him before when he was in there against Jockeray. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, definitely just thought it was something that we should have we should touch on real quick. And when we have more information, you guys will be the first ones to know. Excellent. Uh, any final thoughts before we close this up? Um, personal uh, level, I, I go in and see a surgeon with my shoulder tomorrow. We may, if I have surgery, we may miss a week. Yep. So, um, uh, we apologize in advance, but I just can't, uh, if, if I'm in surgery and, and uh, recovering and I won't be able to do it, we may miss a week. Yeah, we'll let you guys know if we're not, yes. if we're going to be off the, the week of whatever and, happens. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, and I may not miss a week at all, it might be fine, but just a little heads up. Yeah. Um, uh, and top of that, I think we had a good show, we got a good card coming up, looking forward to the fights yeah, this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to this Sunday night at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Eastern Standard off, Time. Round that off. Getting getting some uh, main cards that won't even start till twelve thirty at night, and I'll be up till one one thirty <laughs> in the morning watching fights. Thanks again, UFC. Uh, Unbelievable. As usual, you know, make sure you guys are going to the Average Joe Facebook page, giving us a like, keeping up on all MMA news that we we get, we we post for you. Uh, continuing up your support on iTunes, man. You guys have been great. Uh, just keep adding. Uh, subscribing, doing reviews. Uh, you got a friend that you think would be interested in the show, you know, send them over. Have them, have them check us out on iTunes. We're always looking for new fans. 
Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for the continued support. Add some comments. Give us some questions. We haven't had any questions in a while, so we haven't either. No, let's get on that, guys. Yeah, yeah. Rich, I know Rich Cerrito. I know you're out there. You got you're probably the most active person on our Facebook page. Uh, Jordan, Hank, Hank, you just like to, to drown on Ronda Rousey. That's about the only time we ever see you popping up, but. We may not hear again from him. Oh, we will. That that match is not going anywhere. He's stuck with me. But I mean, as our non MMA fan, you know, to get feedback from Hank, it's always that's very cool. But just just questions, even stupid things, we don't care. Just interactions, what we're looking for, guys. So, as usual, thank you guys. We appreciate the support. And for David Van Bogen, I'm Jeff Shannon. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show.